But Florida State, breaking news, has landed four-star blue-chip quarterback A.J. Duffy, picks Florida State over Michigan State and Arizona State. Was that they had that at the retirement facility buffet earlier, right? That was the meal of the day, right? The what? At the retirement facility, they had that at the buffet. Yeah, exactly. That's what they had. Yep. You're corny, dude. Like, like that's like, why you. That's my like, job. Like, like, you come like, on. You like, come like, on here. here. Like, like Logan, if y'all, you know, you know, this is gonna go completely sideways, but I don't care. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. It is a wonderful, fantastic week, uh, evening on this Wednesday for FSU fans, for maybe all of us on the show tonight. We were thinking maybe you'll just be talking to NFL draft, maybe the Doke, no name change, blah, blah, blah. But Florida State, breaking news, has landed four-star Blue chip quarterback A.J. Duffy picks Florida State over Michigan State and Arizona State. We have a big time discussion coming along here in just a few minutes. Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider, is here with us along with Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor, two guys that are in the know of recruiting. Perfect timing for this to have these guys on. Austin will be joining us in just a few minutes. But man, gentlemen, what an evening to have to start uh, to end off this week. Well, it's only the middle of the week, so... Week's not over yet. No, the weekend starts now because of this announcement. <laughs> the weekend, it's going to be a five-day weekend, I'm calling it right now. I also don't have work on Friday, so... I've- That's what happens. You don't have real responsibilities, Logan. I have real responsibilities, Nate. Nate, you also have not been on the show with us in about three weeks. Speaking of responsibilities, uh, where have you been? Uh, I, I've been um, preoccupied. Huh. Preoccupied with, with uh, the real world. With adult job or something? Yeah, something like that, you know. Wow. Thank Has it really been three weeks? I think it's been a minute. Man. No, it's been like two weeks. No, I I, I feel like... I, I missed last week because you guys switched it up and did it on a Saturday. Yeah. I, I, I take off Thursdays for a reason. But <laughs> you guys... You know, switch it up. Oh, wait, we can't do it because blah, 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 blah. Whoa, whoa. Well, we'll argue this more. But. I don't want to blame Kenny Shaw because I really respect him. But <laughs> not but, no, it, 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 it's a hell of a day for Florida State. You know, you look at getting arguably their top target at quarterback, getting him to go ahead and, and make a decision. Um, you know, 
I, I, the surprise isn't that they landed him. The surprise is the timeliness of it, uh, uh, of, you know, him doing an update after this weekend, going to Michigan State, talking about, um, you know, having different leaders every day, got, got to sit here and think more about it. Um, so that just tells you, you know, Florida State's kind of probably been the choice since the spring game. So, you know, you, you, you watch this kid's highlights, man. He is – I know Steve over at Unconquered Talk, him and I really have been really high on him. Um, we both think that he's the, the top quarterback option for Florida State. When you look at the offers they've had, you know, he really fits with the what, what Norvell and Dillingham like to do on offense. Um, you know, it, it, it's a great get, you know, aesthetically. And when you look at, you know, the, the, the scene after having a couple of decommitments, you know, Norvell is purposeful. You know, every time there's bad news, something's coming down the pike that's, that, that's, that's going to be positive. And, you know, here we are again. So um, one thing that Norvell, you, you can knock him. You know, he's not, not above reproach. You know, last year was crazy despite, you know, everything going on off, off the field. But what, what he's done flipping the quarterback room um, and how quick he's done that, I think that, you know, as Florida State fans, we really should be confident with the direction of the program. You know, he brings in two guys in Rotermaker and Purdy. Yeah, Purdy's been a little disappointing in terms of um, how he handled the offseason. But, you know, if he's motivated, you know, that's a kid that's going to still play a big factor. Getting Milton in now, landing Nico, Marchio now, being hot and heavy with MJ Morris now, landing AJ Duffy. They've really flipped that that room, and that, that's now going to be one of the most talented rooms in, in the country over the next three years. And I feel very confident saying that. The hell of a take, hell of a get. Um, you, you, you see that it's already going to get attention from recruits. You know, Keon Coleman already uh, quoting that tweet and, and, and talking about it. So, you know, it, it's, it's a great day for Florida State when you can land a blue chip, but it's also a great day when you can land a blue chip at the most important position on the field. Yeah, and not just Keon Coleman. Uh, Demari Alston and a couple other guys tweeted out about A.J. Uh, I'm Glover. Yeah, Glover. Yeah. So multiple FSU targets uh, put out messages after Duffy committed to Florida State. So like you said, Nate, that kind of flips the momentum back in FSU's favor. And yeah, I mean, this one, it really seemed kind of unexpected, but you look at the timeline and for him to commit on Kenny Dillingham's birthday, that makes me mm-hmm. think it was in the works for a little bit, but probably for, for the rest of us, probably until about an hour until the announcement, it, it really came out of nowhere. Then Dillingham made that tweet like 10 minutes before Duffy went public. And that's really when everyone started kind of knowing, okay, so he's really about to join the class here. And, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks, for for months. You know, we really had no idea on a timeline for him. You mentioned it, Nate, him going, he flipped flip-flops on those decisions of the schools multiple times, and FSU just won out in the end. So, mm-hmm. like you said, a really big get for Florida State. He's always been the, the top quarterback on the board, right up there with MJ Morris and, and Nico, who's already in the class. And – yeah, it just helps some momentum and it solidifies the quarterback position with you know a long way to go until signing day. 
Uh, he he reminds me of a name that we're all familiar with, uh, Sam Howell, and how he plays quarterback. Which um, you know, a couple years ago, Super Howell and Sam Howell. You know, I I, I think he's just as talented. So um, I, I, I'm going to have to go to some IMG games now. It's right down the road. Going to have to go check him out. Yeah, you'll be right on the perfect spot there, Nate. It's, it's right, literally right down, right down, right down State Road seventy. So you're telling me that you're going to take some nights off from Friday nights, not making wings, and go see some football? Well, I, I, again, if that's what you think, I just do. I think you are pretty um, pea brain, but you know, and <laughs> it, really, it, it wouldn't really- it, 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 it wouldn't be way to be boneless. So let's get yeah, that Yeah, and that's something your atrocious, ta- atrocious takes and food really hits the show here. Perfect timing because, you know, boneless. You just don't have a developed Those aren't wings. Those are, those are chicken you don't nuggets. Have a with no, those are chicken nuggets oh, with sauce on it. Chicken nuggets no, with sauce on it. No, no. N- nuggets and boneless are different. That's just you guys aren't, you know, no, you guys haven't developed yet. Your, your palate has not developed. I could go to different, Wendy's right now, and I could different I breading, could, different different meat. You got you guys just don't know. Yeah. I eat boneless wings. I know. That's Logan. What I got from B Dubs. Yeah, when yeah, we went out to Kenny Shaw's camp at B Dubs, he got boneless wings, and I and, and, I was too and, tired. I couldn't slap him or anything. I was just too tired. And, and, and how easy was it just to eat them, not have to fuss with it, uh, being out all day? It was easy. It was, Logan actually, he was complaining about his wings. So. Yeah, I right. was perfect. Not. No, I got the wrong flavor. That was a thing, but I, well, I'm a man. I like using my hands with things, Dustin. I don't need a fork, and I don't, I don't do my nails either, like Nate does. Nate does. I'm not trying nails. to get sauce all over my giant beer. Hey, hey, you, Your you giant be, beer. You'd be proud, though. You know, at, at my job, or uh, rolling out a, a whole brand new menu, and I was actually eating uh, different kind of wings, wing flavors. So you'd be proud. Wing flavors, or were they were they boneless chicken nuggets? Were they actually wings? Or actual wings. Hey, hey, quote that. Make sure Discord gets that. We'll be quoting that. <laughs> that down. Clip it. Clip it, chat. Uh, but yeah, no, the momentum that Florida State has right now on the quarterback front, just like that was a pretty strong statement, Nate, by saying, you know, that that room right there is going to be the strongest position group that they'll have next season if they keep these guys like AJ Duffy and you got Nico Marchio. You lose Milton, but you also have Jordan Travis in the fold. And, you know, that quarterback room gets interesting. A lot of questions in the comments so far have been what happens to this quarterback room. And if it does end up happening, you got Nico coming in and also AJ Duffy. What does that do to this quarterback room for the future? Only losing McKenzie Milton next season. I, I think that, you know, one thing that, you know, Nico hit on when he, we had him on the podcast was how, how transparent Norvell and the coaches are. You know, they've been very upfront and open and honest with these recruits on what they want to do. Um, I, I think that as a as a quarterback that's currently on the roster, you kind of have to, you know, take a look in the mirror and, you know, if you, if you don't want them to take other guys, you know, it, it's a challenge on you to step up and, and earn that spot, you know. And, and that's not a knock on, on Purdy, who um, had the shoulder injuries. And I, I still think plays a role in the future of the program. Um, you know, we saw what we saw with Tate. Um, you know, like you said, Travis. You know, he's probably a two-year out guy. You know, Milton. They, they brought Milton in for a reason, and that's because they think that they can still. You know, not, they're not 
not, I'm not saying win now in terms of winning the ACC, but they think they can win now in terms of getting the, the ship right and moving in the right direction. But if I'm a quarterback, I look at it as that it's more competition. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's going to happen. It has there's, to. There, 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 there's going to be some form of attrition. Don't know what that looks like yet. But something's going to happen because you're not going to keep Rotomaker, Purdy, Markiel, Duffy. You're not going to keep all of them. You're just not going to. So um, you're not going to keep all of them. So (laughs) you know how I feel about Jordan Travis. But, um, (laughs) you know, but I I, I just don't. They're not going to keep all of them. It's just the nature of the way the game is right now. You only have one ball. And that's how it goes. And I, I, at, at worst, it's making that room a lot more competitive than it's been since, you know, since Jimbo. So you got to be happy with anyway how how it unfolds. Does a Costco chicken wing count? Yep, I think too. I mean, the competition. It, it, this is what Norvell is doing too, definitely for this. Uh, quarterback room but the competition that's going to be happening this season alone definitely between Milton and Jordan Travis but keeping that going heading into next uh in two seasons whenever Nico Marchio and you have AJ Duffy coming in this room is going to stay hot with competing with one another and I think that's something that that you know Norvell has been preaching on since his arrival in Tallahassee so yeah and and, oh kind of follow up with what you know again what Nico said it seems like him and Duffy or, or friends are friendly. So it's going to be a friendly competition. I'm sure that they're going to go at each other very, very hard. And, and that's what you want to see from that, that, that position. So I, I, I love to see it. I think that shows, you know, Nico's willingness to compete as well, you know, for him to know the plan is for Florida state to bring in two quarterbacks to know that AJ and MJ are the top guys on the board. And he's sitting there, you know, hitting them up, texting them, building relationships with these guys, even though he knows, you know, they're both going to come in and have to compete for one spot. Yep. I mean, and you never know what's going to happen, man. Things happen. You know, injuries happen. Things, unfortunately, happen in college football. So you have to recruit that position as thoroughly as possible. You have to have as much talent as you physically possibly can. Um, it, it's not impossible. Not I'm not comparing it to you, but um, you look at Alabama and people are questioning, oh, Alabama's lending all these guys. How are they doing it? So things happen. And, and guys, you know, as long as you, they're getting developed and as long as there's competition, we'll, we'll see. But it's, it's possible to keep more than one blue chip guy on your roster. One thing, one last thing to note, because there's been a lot of questions too. What does this do for MJ Morris and maybe even also Nico Markiel? Like, what does this do for them in regards to, is this open up maybe Nico where he looks at even opening at looking at other options or maybe not being so solidified in Florida state. And then what about MJ Morris too, which is a high target of from Florida state and, you know, you know, he had Florida State as one of as his top school just uh, a month ago when he was on here with us. What does it do to these? Not an guys? interview with MJ on Tuesday that you need to go check out, everybody. But yeah, you, Dustin, you just you just recently talked to him. But so so 
It's either either a Foley this, either AJ beat MJ to the punch, and Florida State's got their two quarterbacks, or Nico backs out and MJ can slide into that spot. They still get their two quarterbacks. Either way, it's a win-win for Florida State. Um, I, I'd be surprised if Nico did back out with, with the way he's been in the comments he said. But at the end of the day, you know, quarterbacks want to play. So, you know, opportunity is going to probably be uh, offered to him. I'm sure that, you know, school's going to negatively recruit Florida State in terms of, of what they have in that room right now. So I would not be surprised if uh, you either see him take visits or you hear the rumor or the smoke start of him um, looking at other options. At this point, I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, he, he talked about it, like you said, on the podcast. You know, Florida State has been transparent with him from the beginning. And, you know, I, I said a couple minutes ago, but he's talked with these guys. Like, he, he already knew the deal, whether today was a surprise or not. You know, mm-hmm. he knew AJ or MJ were was likely going to be who was coming in to compete with him. So I, I, I don't think – I haven't got a chance to get up with him yet, but I don't think he's surprised at all. Let's move on here. Uh, we got the NFL draft to go over to and a little bit of recruiting along with basketball once Austin jumps in here. But one, we might as well finish the recruiting if we already did Duffy. Yeah. I mean, we can do, go through recruiting to finish off D Lou if you want to. So the last thing is um, four star linebacker Jerron Willis announced that he'll be committing this Saturday, I believe, whatever May 1st is. And, you know, it's come down to Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Ole Miss for him. I've actually had a prediction and for him to FSU since early March. But I'm considering changing that to Georgia Tech because it just seems like he's – Georgia Tech is recruiting him as a safety, whereas Florida State wants him at linebacker. And it it just seems like right now he prefers to be at that safety position at the college level. So I think that's going to be – the the big factor in him um, probably choosing Georgia Tech on Saturday, but at the same time, he's still planning to take all of his official visits. Um, he'll be back up to Florida State in June or July for his visit to uh, meet with the coaching staff on campus. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him come to Tallahassee for a game during the season as well. And he's still going to be a top target for Florida State and someone someone that they'll be recruiting and I think they have a good chance of getting them back in the fold down the line, but we'll just have to see. For now, it just seems like Georgia Tech is trending. I I, I agree with that. Um, I don't understand it, Uh, but I'm not a college coach. Um, I don't understand how or where you see that actually happening, but, you know, I – you look at his frame, he's someone that's going to blow up in college. So hopefully he's making a smart decision, not a short term. But, it, you know, I, I definitely so – what, two days ago, three days ago, since, since you guys attacked, I think that he's going to Georgia Tech. Just yeah. key leaves, man. Um, the, type, the time of it, you know, the, the announcement, going to Georgia Tech, you know, Profile changes, the, the talk about him wanting to try, try to be a safety. Um, yeah. 
I, I just don't see it. She's a linebacker. But I hope Florida State keeps pushing because I think that he's doing that could be really good for, for Florida State with his ability to you know, get sideline to sideline. He can he can he moves really well for a big guy. Um, you know, he, he's an impressive linebacker. So I, I hope that you know if, you know he he commits to where it's looking that you know Florida State can still be pushing for him. Uh, update that just happened just a little bit ago before we went live. We got an update uh, about the Florida State situation, about potentially <laughs> changing the stadium name from Dote Campbell Stadium to something else. An agreement made today on Wednesday during the final FSU anti-racism task force meeting of the semester. Uh, there was a rejection of sending this to controversial issue uh, to the university president. So Florida State's uh, stadium name change will not be happening. It will stay as Dote Campbell Stadium until further notice. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some an update here in the fall, but as of right now, that changes are going to be happening after a big time in the last year. There's been a big uh, movement towards wanting to change that name. Uh, just an update earlier today, though, that is not going to be happening anytime soon. So something that we'll keep an eye on heading into the fall is that we'll probably ramp up and that conversation will grow uh, into the start of the football season. So just a little update there. Uh, let's jump into some NFL draft, man. I, I love NFL draft. I'm a big NFL guy. I feel like it's been kind of tough to uh, predict on where some of these guys are going to be going because, you know, we didn't get the NFL combine. Some of these guys were just doing tapes on their own. I mean, let's talk about the friggin' 40s that were going on at their pro days. How many four threes did I see in my entire life? And you look back at past NFL combines, and there's maybe two or three of those, but we're seeing, what, 10, 15? At one college alone, like what's going on here? Lineman, if you're an offensive lineman, you run a four or five in this draft. It's because they're running 35 yards. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. And of course, the colleges are tweeting them out, and that makes sense for them to advertise their players and saying they're running four or three twos. I mean, Delu could have gone out there and run a four four flat with ease with the times that they were putting out. Shoot, Nate, I would have ran a four two five. No. You might beat Los out there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Nate, Nate would have a chance with those times. But uh anyways, yeah, NFL draft is this weekend, starts off tomorrow night. I'm excited. I'm interested to see where my Steelers are gonna pick. But you know, the focus right now is where these FSU guys are gonna go. I hope Pittsburgh takes Kyle Trask. Stop. That is not happening. I would – you wouldn't – I'd go to an island for a month. You wouldn't hear from me. You're not saying, like, early, though, but, like, later on in the couple no, rounds. first round. Stop it. I hope they take him Elite. first round. I, I, would, I would choke on a wing bone on purpose to have that. If that were to happen, you would – And do that if you eat boneless. Exactly. Well, that, I, that's exactly – I need to have bone-in wings to kill my – well, I don't need to be saying that. <laughs> on Live on air and everything, not a good idea. But anyways, yeah, NFL draft. Dustin said he's not so excited. He said he's not really that excited. He also doesn't have an NFL team he really pulls for, so it doesn't really, doesn't really matter on who they're picking. And I pull for the Saints if Jameis starts. That's, yeah. that's the condition. 
Yeah, and I think that's a lot of that's what most FSU that's fans fair. are doing this year. Yeah, no, I I will. I also, if Jameis does start, I need Sean Payne to unblock me. I I tried talking to Jameis about that. I I do hope that uh, Asante finds his way in the first round. You know, it, it looks like it, it'd be in the the late side of that round. But you know, there's a couple teams like Green Bay that are looking for possible for a corner. Um, you know, I really hope that you know he finds a spot in there because he, he deserves it. He's one of the, you know, he, he doesn't match, you know, a horn or certain, you know, physically, but I think he's as good in terms of being a cover guy. You know, if he was two inches taller, I think, you know, we're having a different discussion about him. But, you know. Say Asante's physical. I wouldn't say that he's got, like, the attributes of, like, it, the same body, the same body, body length or whatever. But yeah, I feel yeah, like it, on the it, line, he's still physical. Yeah, yeah. yeah if he if he was six foot, I think we'd be having a total different discussion in, t- in terms of where he's going. Yeah, and also but, not being on a national stage like Alabama, that would you know, yeah, Florida but, State was in that situation. But, but in terms of being a, a actual cover guy, I think he's just as good. yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just no. as good as what. I think he had to be talking to his Muted family. It. But Asante Samuel Jr., in my he's opinion. He's just as good as the other guys. Yeah. No, I think whoever gets him, I think if Green Bay gets him, that'd be a huge get for them. Look at the Saints, too. They'd like to have a guy like Asante there. Uh, even my even my Steelers, most certainly if he's available later in the second round, then I think Mike Tomlin uh, would love to have him on, the, on on their team. But it really depends if he's going to last that long, if he's going to come to my Steelers or not. But, you know, the Saints, I could see that happening. Um, I think there was some, was there some Ram smoke. Uh, that was our guy, Luke, that was in there. He's a Rams guy. He wants to have Jalen and on, on the opposite side have another FSU player. I don't know really if the Rams. They might, shows you, I, that shows you how much I'm paying attention to the NFL draft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I forget where the Saints pick at. I should probably have this up, but I think he really is going to be an early second round pick, uh, unless anything goes crazy and someone is really in that in that office biting for Asante Samuel Jr. I think you know I was talking about this on the Mark Rogers show too. I think this is going to be a wild NFL draft because you know you don't get the NFL Combine to kind of work off of. You don't get those meetings with guys in person. You're working off of Zoom meetings, which are happening, yeah, but you don't get to meet up with these guys. There's only been a select few of, of players that have been able to travel and go meet these teams and organizations. A lot of these, you think about it too. A lot of these D three schools, some of these lower class schools, weren't on national te- television as much. A lot of these scouts weren't able to go visit these games. I think it's going to bring in a different kind of attitude with how these uh, teams are picking these players. It's something to keep an eye out on. I'm sure we'll hear all about it tomorrow night about how we didn't have an NFL combine and all this kind of stuff. But it really is something that will change the aspect of why or like why they're picking these players you know because there's it's, it's interesting you really got to do your research on this and do your homework for these scouts and totally and not owners. fsu related but i think it's completely ridiculous to, what, what's going on with justin fields and everyone picking him apart man I, I i i don't see it for if san francisco takes matt and jones at number three <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry i don't they take trey lance Matt, Matt Jones is, is very much like those 
I'm I feel Lyon. like he should be with Trask. I feel like he should be with Trask in that kind of tier going into this draft. You know, he, he's like Matt Liner having that super elite offensive line, all this, all the talent around him, you know, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Whenever you've got, uh, you've got. They're overthinking it Devont- with, with Justin Fields. Yeah. When you've got Devontae Smith uh, and then you also, you've got Waddle there that you're throwing to or projected to be two first round wide receivers. And then you also have Najee Harris. who's projected to be another first round uh, situation. Mac Jones had three Ferraris, Lamborghinis, a Porsche. He had he had a Timmy Jernigan, freaking loaded par out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was stacked all over the place. So, 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 where do you think you're going? What rounds? All right. So, Asante Samuel Jr. And we're gonna take our guesses now. Mm-hmm. We need to write something down for this. No. <laughs> read, your, read your text from earlier. All right. I'll go. Let's go first round. So Asante Samuel Jr., I'm going early first round for him. Early first? Oh, no, second, 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 oh, second. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm having to like tweet our topics and then also read mine mm. out and say mine out. But yeah, Asante Samuel Jr., early second round for me. I, I agree. Like early 30s. Like top top of the second round. It's gonna be quick, I think. We're gonna wait. We're gonna be ready tomorrow evening at like seven o'clock when they go live, and it's gonna be at by like seven thirty-five. I'm saying second round. Wow, very. I'm not putting some distinction on it like you guys. Wow, wow. you're also a loser. Anyways, uh, <laughs> going on to number two. <laughs> Uh, who do we think here? Is it Terry or Hamsa? I think it's I think it's Hamsa next. Can't hear you, Nate. Nader. I think it's I think it's Nas, man. I yep. think that uh, I think he's a second round pick if he doesn't get hurt. Um, you know, I think that you know coming off his his junior year, you know, he he would have left, but you know, I, I think that. You know, he fits what the NFL is moving to, so I can see him being – I got him going, like, early, early third. You know, coming off the injury, so, you know, he didn't have a lot of a lot of tape from last year. I think that, you know, that, that lack of what you said, the lack of scouting, the lack of, you know, seeing these guys in person, I think that is going to hurt, hurt him a little bit. So I see him going early, early third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think it's definitely – I think it's – Middle, give me middle third for Hamza. He's a guy that you know was injured, but whenever he had the chance to play, I literally wasn't expecting to see him play last season at all. If we go back to the season before that, uh, what that'd be 2019, and look how if that Florida game didn't happen, I think he would have been gone. I thought he would already been gone to the NFL draft, but that injury really hurt his stock there. So he decided to come back, and we didn't get to see him until the latter part of the season. He plays a few games, he plays well. He got what an interception. Uh, I, I think that he's. I think that's out of all of these guys between probably maybe Terry too, which we'll get to. I think he's a steal out of all of these guys, except for Asante. We already know what Asante is and what he brings to the table. But as a steal for maybe there's some question marks for these guys. I think Hamza Nazarene is a steal for any organization that wants a smart guy that knows how to tackle and can cover the field uh, and tackle left uh, east and west. 
Agreed. Yeah, you guys kind of said it all. I mean, you know, he was a, a good jack-of-all-trades defender for Florida State, lined up in multiple spots, safety, cornerback, linebacker, even off the edge um, a couple times. So, you know, he really projects to be someone who can produce in the NFL as long as he gets back fully from that injury. And, Logan, I agree with you. I think mid-third and absolute latest early fourth. And a steal, a steal at that. Like, if he goes in the fourth, that is steal central for him. Helped his stock for sure at the senior bowl. Yeah, and I think a lot of these guys came prepared to play well. You know, we, we'll get to Janarius Robinson too, but he had a pretty good senior bowl too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Nate's trying to figure out the unmute button. No, because y'all probably may be talking about this background noise and living my life. It's not, it's not me. It's the, it's the Apple me in with him. That's yeah, the Apple said. podcast. It's the, I, I read our reviews from our consumers and our listeners. Tell, God forbid tell, I do that. Tell, tell them to listen to their kids. So anyways, um, I, I think if they cut on that tape of him as a junior, you know, if that plays a lot of the evaluation part, you could see him maybe go a little bit higher. Because he, like, like you said, he was very, very special in 2019. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. We got to pick this one. Who goes after this at number three? Is it Tamarion Terry or is it Marvin Wilson? I'm going Tamarion Terry on this take. That might be a bold take. I don't know if anybody else is with me on this. Is it Tamarion Terry or Marvin Wilson? I, I got Terry. Terry going Terry. fourth round. Terry's going fourth round? I'm going Marv fourth round, but before Terry. Okay, okay. Fourth round. So this could be an action-packed kind of area here for a lot of Knowles. So if we look back, we'll talk about Tamarion Terry first. Had well, him what, last what season. Terry ends up in like Green Bay. You know, Green Bay needs a wide receiver. You know, his ability to catch that deep ball. You know, Aaron Rodgers is probably the best in the NFL right now still. Him or Mahomes big, on that deep ball. Big Ben but, hasn't retired. So anyways, like I was saying, um, I, I think that would be a crazy fit. I'd like to see him, you know, with with a Mahomes or with a, you know, with with a Rogers to see what he could do in the NFL. Yeah, I'm thinking about like you know, Pete Curl's perfectly stacked. He's fine over there with what he's got. But a team like Seattle would kill for a guy like Tamarion Terry. I mean, just you know, deep ball going down just like Nate was talking about deep ball threat his speed he's faster with football pads on he's going to excel somewhere and a Green Bay team like him would love to have him but I think he is a fourth round guy and I think he's probably my second steal out of these FSU guys that are going he, he's he's just got that speed it's really the only thing hindering him and I wonder how his meetings went or just his mental state and you know mm-hmm. things that maybe were lacking there and you know if he puts it all together that is a Big time threat at wide receiver. It, it, it's not a necessarily a a knock on him going round four. I think it's just the fact that it's a really deep position this year. Um, but also combined with you know how how things went sideways this past year. Yeah. This this draft is very deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got a lot of staff. The staff changing doesn't help anybody. Uh, in that regard either. So I, it's a tough situation. You know, he went through a lot too with personal things going on and, you know, I, I really, am, we're definitely all rooting for him. And I, I think he, he's got 
crazy talent. And, and he's made some catches that, you know, were extremely special during his career at Florida State. That's why I'm thinking he is going to be a steal if things, if, if things, if he's got tunnel vision and he's good to go. I'm sorry, but, you know, look at that like CBS. Sorry, we didn't cut you off, but guys like, yeah, I know Rondell Moore was really good as a freshman, but he's like 5'6". You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Kadarius Tony, he can't catch a, a cold. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan. There's a lot of guys ranked ahead of him that I would not put ahead of him. A lot of small, small receivers in this draft. CBS has him as, as 116 overall in terms of position, but they have Tutu Atwell, Daz Newsom, Amari Roger, Sage Surratt. Diami Brown, Cornell Powell. Um, that's just from the ACC ahead of him. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, no. On to another null here. Marvin Wilson, as Dustin thinks, he's going to go before tomorrow. And Terry, we'll see. I mean, the big thing with Marvin Wilson, you know, you go back to him arriving at Florida State. You thought that he was. Two and done. Bye-bye. Adios. That's an NFL product already coming into the fold at FSU. Ends up not happening. He stays all years in Tallahassee. I think he is going to be a fourth rounder. I think that's the latest he'll go. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes in third, but I think he is, to me, a fourth round guy. I just, I really, things turned a whole 180 in my prediction. That might just be me, but I really thought he was more of an NFL guy than anything, and and he still might be that way, but Man, there, I think there's some teams out there that really were qu- questioning his product on the field the last couple of seasons, really this last season, and then also the mishap between him and Mike Norvell. And he's talked about this publicly with a few outlets saying that he wishes he would have never done that because it separated a lot of his teammates inside that locker room because whenever he was saying that he wasn't going to be attending workouts until he got word back from Mike Norvell, they fixed a the problem. The next morning, there was over about 25, 30 players, 40 players that were there ready for workouts and said, I'm still going to be there no matter what. I think that is going to be a question mark, the thing that was hindering him. So I think he's kind of, I don't know. I think it's hurt him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, how how much did he develop and improve, though? You know, that's what. I, I question, so that's why I have him going in the fourth round also, which is crazy. You know, he's getting mocked in the top ten at the start of the season. So that, that that's a major slip, and, and I think that's just someone that's had to look at himself and, and uh, you know, cost yourself some money, man. You know, hopefully you can put your shit together and, you know, work on that second contract. Yeah, I mean, man, looking back on it, no, it was great for Florida State fans whenever Marvin Wilson announced he was returning for his senior season. Um, you know, la- I think it was last December or whatever, whenever Norvell got hired. But, you know, he probably should have went pro um in, in two thousand twenty and went ahead and gotten gotten paid in that draft because like you like you guys have said, his stock has really slipped and I feel like the perception of Marvin Wilson has slipped. And you said it best, Nate. He he's got to focus up now and turn it around. Man, he's. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see. I think a team maybe like Dallas and those kind of rounds late in the fourth, fifth. 
he's going to be a boomer bust. Either he's going to be really good or he's going to be out of the NFL in three years. Yeah, and he's, like you said, he's got to be a quick answer guy, whichever team takes him and got to make the roster too. It's crazy how much can change in, in three years, even a year, maybe even less than a year, which is crazy. Just like Nate was saying, projected could be a top 10 pick. Crazy, crazy. Uh, all right, so after that, this is where it gets really fun. Who thinks who's going to go next after Marvin Wilson? Who J-Rob. are we thinking here? I'm thinking J-Rob, J-Rob too. I'm thinking Janaris Robinson. Why do you think Janaris Robinson after Marv? You know, uh, I, like, like Dustin said, he had a really good uh, senior bowl, um, which, you know, he showed that getting good with those NFL coaches, you know, he could do some stuff. Um, you know, NFL li- likes guys who are big athletes. You, know, you can't deny hit, hit him at, on the hoof. You know, he's 6'5", 250. He looks every part of what a football player defensive end should look like. Um, so some teams going to take a chance on that. Um, but it's, just, it's the same thing that we talked about since he came here. You know, he's a developmental guy. You know, he's a developmental guy. He's got to continue to develop. At some point, you are what you are. So, uh, you know, the NFL, those coaches think that they can get anything out of anyone. Some team's going to bite on, a, on an athletic freak. He, he, is, he is a very athletic guy. Um, I think for him, it's all about fit. If he can get into the right system with a, a coach, um, I, I think he, he can be a contributor, but I don't see him being anything less than a fifth-round pick. And it's a lot because of lack of production. Um, hasn't really shown too, too much in college. And I, I think that's a fair thing to say when it comes to him. I mean, he had three sacks and was a team leader this past year. What do you think, D-Lo? Yeah, I mean, J-Rob. they kind of said it all, you know, not very productive for FSU in college, but there are some physical tools that he has that you can't really teach that NFL coaches can hopefully work with and, Maybe that light turns on for him at the NFL level, even though it never did at Florida State. You know, we'll just have to see. And I agree with Nate too. You know, fifth round. Yeah, no, I think I think I'm going to. Uh, it's tough because this will be the last day. I'm going between. I'd say mid to late fifth. Yeah, I'm going mid to late fifth, early sixth. Um, I think that's the same. Like. Y'all were saying his athletic ability. Someone, some coach will be like, I can fix that. I can work with that. This is a freak of nature. Let me work with it a little bit. I think some some coach out there will most certainly take that opportunity and try to work with it. And I think that's really good for Janaris Robinson too, because you know, going back into high school, that's something that's kind of been a thing that was hindering him and you know, progressing as as a defensive end and Coaching was something that he really needed some hard coaching. And, you know, there's by far some excellent NFL coaches out there that can take care of some experiment guys like Janaris Robinson. For a guy who's been on, on, on a college team and played a lot of minutes, he still has a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to last that long. They'll tell you you're going to get your ass cut if you keep on doing this. And that's exactly what will happen. So we'll see if that kind of attitude in the NFL, definitely when they get the training camp, We'll serve him uh, some good stuff moving forward. Uh, last guy here, let's see. Uh, Joshua Kando seems like 
maybe is an afterthought here out of all of these guys, but you know, is this a guy that gets drafted to six or seventh, or is he a guy that we see in a, on a practice team get brought on there? No, I, I, this one's so tricky for me. I, I can see it going anyway. You know, I, I, I see him as a seventh rounder or a free agent. Again, you know, kind of the same thing we talked about, you know, first guy off the bus, all that, all that, you know, football rhetoric, but what, what has he really done? And he, how long has he been healthy? You know, he's had a lot of injuries. Um, those, those have really caught up with him and, and you know, he's flashed for, for sure. You know, he's really had some plays where you'd be like, man, here we go. This guy's going to be, this guy's taking that next step, but he never does. And I, I I'd be interested to see how he does it in a physical with all the injuries he's had. You know, his shoulders are shot. Supposedly, one shoulder was really bad. So, I mean, I, 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 I can see him not getting drafted, which is, you know, he was, what, a top 20 guy coming out of, in this class to not getting drafted. You know, just don't really see that happening. But I'd be, I'd be surprised if he went higher than, like, the seventh round, and I would not be surprised if he got drafted. A combination of injuries, lack of production, you know, there's some questions about his desire to play the game of football. So uh, I, that's something to watch. Yeah, I think so too. Six, seven, I mean, just not enough consistency staying healthy through college is something that really hinders a lot of people or a lot of players coming out of college and getting picked up to, from teams like this. So we really had a full season with him last year, which will help a little bit. And I think there was still some times where he was dinged up, but it stinks, you know, injuries happen. And that's something that he's had to deal with throughout his whole time in Tallahassee. So it yep. stinks. And I mean, he's the second former five-star defensive lineman that Florida state landed in the class of 2017 that we're talking about in this draft, whose stock has fallen off ever since his college career right along there with Marvin Wilson. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's two big bust ref issue, in my opinion. Five-star guys that didn't come close to panning out to what you were expecting whenever they came into Tallahassee. I agree. I think he's late sixth, seventh, undrafted type of guy. Okay, so if I'm counting right, and we'll get Austin's take here in a second, we've got Asante drafted. We've got Hampson drafted. We've got Tamayon Terry drafted. We've got Marvin Wilson drafted. We've got Janaris Robinson drafted. So we're saying at least five guys drafted this weekend. That's at what we're saying. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Austin, you give us your take real quick, the rundown on who you think. Because you're an NFL guy. You're like me and also Nate, too. We like to. I love NFL. I thought the NFL season last last year was great. What do you think with this draft and where you think some of these Knowles will go, like Asante and Tamari and Terry and Marv? Asante is the one everyone's watching, obviously, just because there's so many great corners in this draft class. You talk about Pat Sertain, uh Greg Newsom, Caleb Farley, um, J.C. Horn. There's just so many talented corners in this class. If they, go, if they start going earlier expected, like if Ford go in the top 20, then you could see Asante go in the end of the first round to like New Orleans or Green Bay or a team like that. But he's probably going to be early second just because of his height. If he was two inches taller, he'd be a top 15 pick. 
But just because of his height, I think a lot of teams are going to stay away from him because he wants to be a boundary corner. Um, as far as Terry and Wilson, they're guys that have the talent, but they each have their own thing. Whereas, like with Wilson, he was just terrible last season, and then Terry's just—you know—he's been in, he's been injured too much. You know, he opted out of the season halfway through. I know a lot of teams have been taking players off the board due to that. We'll see. I think Marv's like a late third kind of guy just because it's a weak defensive tackle class and someone's going to need to take someone that has that kind of talent. And then Terry, probably early fourth. Um, same thing, he's got the talent. Someone's going to bite on it at some point. Then you look at, you know, the two DNs you guys were just talking about with Janarius Robinson, Joshua Kando, guys that have the length, have the athleticism, don't have the production. Probably going to be late round picks, like sixth round, seventh round, if they get picked. And then Nasruddin, I think a lot of teams really like him. You know, that that box safety or that overhang safety is something teams that teams really cover right now. Guy that can play in the box. Um, it's just that ACL tear, if he's going to pass all the medicals and the physicals, just because they didn't have as many medical checks as they did in a normal draft process. Um He's probably going to be a third-round guy, too, I would imagine, just because, again, it's not a very strong safety class from what everyone's saying. So a team's going to take a chance on him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to watch it this week, and I'll be set up right here uh, tomorrow evening. We'll be going live on IG for a little bit uh, to watch it. But I'm excited. I think well, I was talking to them earlier, Austin. I think just because we don't have the NFL combine, you don't have guys being able to go visit organizations, you know, have a lot of scouts being able to go – to these games as much as you would have liked as you know in previous with due, due to COVID-19 so I think this is going to be a really interesting draft a lot of teams have to do had to do their homework and strategize on who they want to select so I think it's gonna be fun to watch and, and a lot of what they're saying is that to go back to 2019 film to watch a lot of these guys so that may benefit a guy like Marv who had a pretty bad 2020 but was pretty good in 2019 that's what I said about Hamza I think yeah. that's the one who would really significantly help as you see him healthy and you know he was a monster that year so we'll see i mean wilson was too he was really good in 2019 i think it, if there was going to be any benefit from this draft process would be those two guys who couldn't perform the way they wanted to in 2020 we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah are you driving yeah, I, li I literally was leaving work after I joined the call. I don't know if that's very safe. I've oh, got it. Grandma. Like, oh, I've got grandma. It, like, <laughs> I got it like mounted. Grandma. Dude, Dustin, don't even talk about Austin not being safe. You watched me drive. I was probably worse than Austin right now. At least his eyes are on the road. Yeah. I don't there even look at y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest looking at us either. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that's it for the NFL draft. We'll have full coverage on that. You can follow us on Instagram, also Twitter, the same handle. Twitter's at the No Game Day everywhere else, but we'll have full coverage on that. We'll have a recap next week. Anything, any latest with basketball, Austin? I know we didn't really get to go too crazy deep into it uh, last week, but Florida State, Lance Cameron. Did y'all talk about Tim Fletcher? Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to give the rundown on him, that would be fantastic because – uh, we didn't get to like really spend a whole lot of time on it and give our insight. And I know people want to hear yours more than me or Dustin. Yes. 
things ended really weird for him at Kentucky. You know, he, he was the one where John Calipari went on Twitter and was like, this isn't the kind of expectations we have for getting this program. Asked him to step away from the team. But I don't think many people realized he actually ended up coming back to the team about a week later. And everything they were saying was, you know, he acted professionally, he acted the right way. Um, and really just from what people are saying from Kentucky side, it was really just he got too competitive and was upset that no one was competing as hard as him. I think he's really talented, really athletic. He's going to be a guy that is going to be a dog on defense, which we were kind of missing last year. Great athleticism. Um, he's got the potential to be an elite three-level scorer. He's not quite there yet. Um, but he's the kind of guy that Florida State didn't really have last year where he can just come in a game and just completely lock somebody down defensively. I think it's a huge get. I think as long as he's bought into the program, which um, we wouldn't have gone after him the way we did if he wasn't. Um, if he's bought in, he's going to be an exceptional pickup for next year's squad. Yeah, no, that's huge news. Definitely with Florida State, kind of with a few surprises with guys leaving Florida State, getting back on that momentum and bringing in a talent from Kentucky. And that's pretty interesting, the thing that you're hearing about him being in Kentucky and him wanting to compete harder and then feel like things were in the same motion as he was. And, you know, looking at Florida State and how well they've done in the last four or five seasons, the different kind of mindset that's in Tallahassee, you know, they're, they're fine to get to that final four. And Cameron Fletcher, if he's got that same kind of energy and that mindset, then he's going to be a good fit here in Tallahassee. What's he, he said it in his introduction statement. He's like a shooting guard small forward. He's 6'6". Um, he, but he said it in his initial interview that national championship to Leonard Hamilton. I, I think that's what you want to look for from a, from a kid coming in. And Florida State should be able to score the ball very, very easy next year. I mean, he, he easily makes up for losing Sadar Calhoun. Yeah. Nate, someone asked on the YouTube YouTube chat from Barado Garcia, did we get wings, Nate? I mean, boneless? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I, I did have some, a celebratory soup, though. I had, I, I, had an, I had a nice crab and corn chowder. It was – Delightful. Was that they had that at the retirement facility buffet earlier, right? That was the meal of the day, right? The what? At the retirement facility, they had that at the buffet. Yeah, exactly. That's what they had. Yep. You're corny, dude. <laughs> but like that's like, why you that's why like, job. Like, you like, come like, on you like, come like, on here to here. Like, like Logan, if y'all you know, you know, this is going to go completely sideways, but I don't care. So you had this guy, Logan, who's like, weighs like a buck 80. Yeah, right. 206. And he's got these like unathletic, straight, no calf legs. But like, <laughs> like, like if you look at him, he's got, he, he's got like these legs of a, a chess player. A chess okay, player? So, yeah. So he thinks that like, come out here and just, beat Carlos in a race and you know he's like this athletic gift yeah look at that those are tanks those are like knobby where's the calf at look at the calf right I can't even do that like a weatherman look at that that's a calf and look at that that is a look at that of a 50 year old Karen that's what your legs look like (laughs) 50 year old Karen that's what that's what you are yeah yeah so so you know here bring it 
wait, wait till we take a picture. Uh, if you'll ever come to Tallahassee, ever. I mean, it, I mean, you didn't come to the spring game, didn't get to see you at Kenny Shaw's camp. I mean, I think you're just um, all yeah, talking why? a bag of why? all talking why? a bag of chips. <laughs> why? All talking a bag of chips. Why did I, why did I not? Are right, you bringing up a picture of you? You're not going to bring up that picture of you with the yes. first uh, first uh, day uh, of school sign. Yeah, I'm gonna show you what a real man looks like. Okay, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, so, so you, you have the legs of a 50-year-old woman. I think that's the best way to describe it. So, like, you should just not say anything. Hit the squats, hit, hit the calf raises, get some definition, and then we'll talk. God, am I getting ready for the combine? Don't worry. To. Don't worry. It, hey, it works at the bars. Those legs are working so, so hard. All, 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 all y'all on YouTube and Instagram, let's have a poll. So, yes or no? Let's run it for 24 hours. Put it out there, Logan. What you want to do on the Hear the Spirit Twitter account? Yep. Yes right. or no? Does Logan have the legs of a 50 year old woman? Yes or no? <laughs> and let's let the listeners decide. Okay, you know, we'll tweet no, that no, after the show. No, no biasness between any, any of us. Let, let's put it out there. Okay, we'll take it. I'll put it up there. I'm not scared. I'm scared. Be. I have beautiful legs. Just putting it out there. If anybody was wondering, I don't think anybody was wondering except for Nate, but I have gorgeous legs. Like you, your knees look like you hadn't taken a bath in three days. Do you wash your even, legs in the shower? Or are, you, are you that guy who just washes his top and, and hops no, out? No, I, wa I wash everything, Nate. I got to be, like I, like I said, I got to be ready for whatever kind of situations come to my bedroom. So I got to wash. I'm washing everything, Nate. Uh, with you, that scenery behind you, we already talked about. That's not happening. You have Vanessa you have, Hudgens. No, yeah, you have uh, <laughs> you have like LED lights, like a fifteen-year-old teenager, and you have a you have a microwave dinner table as a nightstand. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's no, that's that's a TV dinner night. That's a stand. Yeah, yeah. Is that your alarm clock? What is that on there? That's this is not my room. I don't live in. I don't sleep in this. I don't sleep sleep in the Natty Ash room. You're just you're just jealous, Nate. You wish you could come back to these college days and no, because I was yes, really, you do irresponsible. No, oh, now you're not. Now you're so responsible. Hey, I got kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's the la latest with basketball and Logan's legs. Let's jump into one last thing before we end off. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. You're forgetting the most important news of the entire show. Uh, there's some news. Nate Jack transferred to Cleveland State. Wow. Joining former FEC staff. Man, why didn't we get a graphic set up for that, man? We should have had an article ready, a podcast, instant reaction going. Man. How's that work? That's the main part. Yeah. But, uh, man, I really have some strong Freaking takes news. on that. That's That's crazy, man. That's... All right, that's it. Awesome to know about that. Anyways, uh, let's jump into one last thing before we end off the podcast. Some sad news this week. Uh, one of my favorite former Knowles, whenever I was growing up, I know Dustin tweeted about it too early this week. You know, growing up, us being a little bit younger, you know, this is kind of when we started following FSU more. And, you know, the news of linebacker Geno Hayes passing away at the age of 33. He was awaiting a liver transplant. Uh, he was dealing with liver disease. Uh, he was diagnosed with it two years ago, uh, but really 
really sad news to hear. I hate hearing this kind of stuff, getting this news. It was really late the other night when we got it. He was in hospice from what I know of, and he was there uh, for a bit, maybe close to a week. But our, our thoughts and prayers with the Hayes family uh, from, you know, listening to James Coleman earlier on the Mark Rogers show and his, you know, his friendship, his, his, how close he was with Gino and his podcast that they were doing too. It, it's just a really sad situation. So also our thoughts and prayers to the former teammates too of Gino Hayes, not only, you know, at Florida state, but the amount of teams that he was also with in the NFL and the pros. So just a really sad situation and, you know, our thoughts and prayers to the Hayes family. Uh, as uh, you know, the, the senior citizen of, uh, of the group, it really is it, crazy how fast life goes by. You know, we sit here and you know, give each other a hard time, but you know, it, it, it's it's crazy how how quick things can go and how quick things can turn on a dime. You know, but eight years ago, this guy's coming off the NFL. You know, it is it, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know. I know a couple former players who uh, traded some Texans with are, you know, super upset with, with, you know, with the news, you know, it, I guess they had some solace knowing that they, you know, had their conversations with him before things went sideways. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't know him personally, but from every, everything that everyone said, you know, he, he's touched a lot of people and it seemed like a really good dude. So um, 33 is really young, man. 33 is young. And it, it, it sucks. So, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, you know and, and I know that James is super close with him. You know, I'm sure it's tough right now, but, you know, as long as, you know, things were peaceful, that, that's all you can really, you know, ask about. So it's crazy that, uh, you know, 33 years old it is too young to go. So, mm-hmm. You, it is. You, you guys will be there in a couple of years. You see how quick it comes and think that, you know, like shit, man. Like I got, he had a lot, a lot left to do. So. But, it was told in an ESPN article uh, that he was, he had been hospitalized over 20 times in the past year. He said he was optimistic about getting a new liver from transplant. Uh, he was on a waiting list at the Mayo Clinic in Northwestern Medicine um, which began in December. Just a, a, a just suck to talk about. I know Dustin, you had tweeted. You know, this is a player that you, whenever really started following, kind of seriously following Florida State football. Gino was kind of a guy that was a standout during that time for you, Lou. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that was the first year I started really paying attention to Florida State football. Um, Two thousand seven. And I, I believe he was a senior that season. But Florida State opened the year against um, Clemson, and they lost the game. But I remember Gino had, like, a big hit or a big tackle or something. I saw him getting all hyped up with the cowboy collar. And I was like, all right, well, that that's that's going to be, like, my favorite player. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that was, dude, that was 14 years ago, which is crazy to think about in itself. But, yeah, from then on, like – you know, I followed him for the rest of that season, obviously getting that pick six on Matt Ryan to seal Florida State's upset, upset of um, Boston College. And then 
I remember even in the NFL, like I watched him play with the Bucks for a little bit, like block a punt and return it for a touchdown, just like a random memory coming to mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it sucks. And, you know, it just reminds you what life really is. And I just wish the best for his family and his teammates, his friends, and everybody moving forward. Terribly unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gino was – I was really young at this time, so I think Dessa was definitely ahead of me with following Florida State as much. But Gino Hayes, at least from when I was little and being able to go to games, definitely with my grandpa. And Gino Hayes was just a name that, you know, I would not know too much of what was going on really on the field as much. But, you know, Gino Hayes is just a name that will always come to me, and my dad would tell me how good he was. And he was like, Gino Hayes just laid that cat out. And that was just something regular of hearing Gino Hayes talked about a ton with my family and my father. And, you know, that's you know, my, my dad and grandpa are the ones that I'd always go to the games with. And Gino Hayes was a household name during his time in, in Tallahassee. So uh, just hearing the news and just learning about him being in that type of situation just earlier over the weekend was really rough to hear. And I think a lot of Florida State fans are on the, all in the same boat. But Yeah, I, I mean – he, he's one of the better players overall, that whole dead era, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the post Bowden run, you know, he's, he, he's a really good player, man. So. I think that is going to end it off with the episode. Uh, everybody get ready for the NFL draft tomorrow. Uh, we'll be covering that uh, most certainly should be a very interesting one. Like we said earlier, and we covered it Florida state landed a four-star blue chip quarterback and AJ Duffy, a little surprise here for us. Perfect timing. We got to thank AJ Duffy for doing that commitment for us. We've been kind of on a roll with uh, big time commitments happening and us being able to get on live here immediately and uh, give our reaction, but shout out to uh, AJ Duffy for doing that for us. And then, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate everybody listening. If you're on iTunes, Google play YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube right now and you're still here, it'd be definitely appreciate it. If you'd smack that like button, it would help a ton. Um, we got some cool things in the works the next couple of weeks. I don't know if some of these guys even know about it, but there is some really interesting, cool things in the works for us this off season. As always, you can join our Patreon, which is another thing to keep an eye on. Patreon.com slash day for insider news, nuggets, recruiting scoop, and more. Definitely from Nate and Dustin. And I keep on saying it. You're going to have a very boring off season if you're not inside this Patreon and inside the Discord. It's going to be so boring for you. It's going to suck really badly. And it's really true because I couldn't imagine not being in this Discord anymore just because of how interactive it is. We didn't talk about was the impact that you know, Travis Hunter, the best player in the 20, 21, 22, 23 classes, had on AJ Duffy. I'd be interested to see what the best player in the country, you know, what, what he said to help, help seal that. That's right. We've got, we, speaking of the guest lineup, too, we've, we've got some things in the works. We just got to get through this NFL draft and let things smooth over. But, you know, there, there's, a, there's a list, there's a line to get into here now. There's a line of names. And I, I'm excited. So big things coming. It's no game day or no day. <laughs> I thought it Lowe said it was no game day or no game day. <laughs> you just screwed up. I know. I, I do it on purpose. <laughs> oh, God. Before this gets any corner, 
And speaking of corn, Nate has some soup to eat here in just a few. I ate it. You already oh. ate it? Oh, that's right. I didn't know if you're going for serving number two or not. No, I, I, I had a nice uh, chicken Caesar salad too. It was, it was phenomenal. Now, and then oatmeal before bed, right? Oh, uh, that's no, it's almost horrible. So, warm milk, you know, from, from my uh, from my nurse, from, from my senior citizen, you know. Does that help your calves get better too? Is that the key, warm milk before bed? Um, no, it, it's called exercise. It's having testosterone, which you don't know about. <laughs> this is the best time to leave the podcast now. You, you, End it because of the estrogen that you had that allows you to have the legs of a fifty-year-old Karen. So, <laughs> trust me, I get enough estrogen and testosterone living in Tallahassee. I'll tell you that I'm going to Florida State. Austin knows that. Austin knows. I mean, we don't need to hear everything about what happened whenever he was with me at the bar. But well, I thought Austin doesn't know that. Yeah. He, he he just keeps it to himself, like a mature person does. He should. Good job, Austin. Good job. I'm proud of you, man. You did do your best. All right, guys. Thanks everybody for listening. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's week, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, word, mama 17.